Hello. Who is this? It's Jess. Uh, Miss Bradford, uh, this is Sergeant Nash. Are you the only one in the house? No. Phil and Barbara are upstairs asleep. Why? All right. Now, I want you to do exactly what I tell you without asking any questions, okay? N no questions. Now, just put the phone back on the hook, walk to the front door, and leave the house. What's wrong? Please, Miss Bradford, please just do as I tell you. Okay. I'll get Phil and Bob. No, 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 don't do that, Jess. Jess, the caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the house. in the cops or i am antonio garcia i'm taylor hoggins we forgot to do that last time yeah no i realized that too. i was like after 11 i was like oh fuck we totally forgot yeah that's right <laughs> and this week we're reviewing black christmas we're we're gonna be a bit um, um close to a month late on yeah it, but if or? we're going by old like world calendar like christmas lasts all the way up until uh the Annotation or whatever of uh, Mary. Wait, is that so, Christmas or Yule? No, Christmas. Oh, Yule Christmas. stops 12 days after the 20th. Oh, okay. So it stops on, what, the 2nd? I think. No, it'd be the 1st. It'd be so the 1st. Yeah, and then, like, it, it, the assumption of Mary is when Christmas in the old Catholic world is stopped, and that was the in... The assumption of Mary? Yeah, and that happened, what like... The, what are we assuming about Mary? I have no fucking clue, but I guess Christmas lasted until fucking January 6th. Was this Mary Magdalene or Mary... That's what I don't understand. Like, I, it never was clear on that from what I was reading. Like, it was like, okay, they just named one of the Marys, and I was like, oh, cool, I guess. I'm assuming that it's going to be... Um, we assuming Mary Magdalene. Nazarene Mary? Oh, Nazareth? Yeah, like, I think it's going to be her, because... Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nazareth's not his last name. No, no. Does he have a last name? No, he's uh, just Christ. Just <laughs> cool. the they just call him Christ. What's so fucking stupid right <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just like, oh, I think it's Christ. I was going to be like, no, dude. And then I'm like, Jesus Christ? Like, But I don't know if Christ... Is Christ a last name at that point? Is it? I what was... the fuck was Mary's last name? What was... The... Joseph? Joseph's last name. Were they all Christ's? Maybe that's what it was. I don't think they say. See, there's another flaw in the Bible. Tommy. I'm literally telling you that that's probably Joseph a fucking Christ. flaw in the Bible. Was it Joseph Christ? Joseph Christopher, I see. Joseph Christ. The Nazarene. I don't even think they were from fucking Nazareth, were they? Didn't they travel know. there to have the baby? Then they called Jesus Christ of Nazareth? That was his full title? The people call him Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus Christ. Was she Mary Christ, though? That's what I'm wondering. Unless they just called him Christ, like Jesus Christian. Get it? Because Christianity. So they Mary, just they just the called straight up Mary. 
Okay, so Mary doesn't have a name, so she's fake. Okay, so she didn't exist. Gotcha. So, born of Mary Magdalene, we'll say. Mary, we're, no, we're Magdalene, and everything. Maggie, Mary Magdalene was when he wanted to fuck. Oh, yeah, she's the hoe. She's the hoe. Just kidding. She's a sex worker that was really proud about her body. She's still a hoe. Hoes don't, don't get cold. Is that true? What? Is that true? That's something Cardi B said. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not going to agree with Listen that. Listen here, Mary Magdalene. Like negative 30 below, I don't think they've stood in. In the desert? How low, how cold does it get in the desert of Nazareth? Dude, I heard the temps can drop like below 50. Yeah. She's still out there hoeing. Or below zero, like uh, 50 below. She was still out there hoeing. Dude, that'd be fucking intense, honestly. <laughs> because uh, you hear uh, people freeze to death if they don't have a fucking uh, jacket or anything in the like uh, desert. Like, especially in uh, Death Valley, where it, like, hits, like, 140, and then, like, drops all the way negative, and you're like, that's a big fluctuation. And you know what you need to keep warm? Mary Magdalene. Yeah, dude. That's who you get. Slip on slip. Wait, was she still, was she still hoeing when she was part of Jesus' whole crew, or was she just, no, I think she they, quit uh, the game after that? I think they threw her out. Wait, no, Jesus wanted her in. Jesus well, wanted her in, Jesus but I died? think, yeah, I think everyone was what throwing her out. Her? I think she got threw out. There's a whole story beyond up. that, like where they he died like, for our sins, and she didn't even. Yeah, they should have. Honestly, if he died for our sins, like that should have rewritten all fucking like governments at that point, and been like, <laughs> "Yo, she's a person too. Like, let her have her rights at this point." You know, maybe she died. Maybe there was a killer. I feel like, like a, uh, what do you? What did they call him back in the day? Slayings. Slayings. Before they called him serial thing, killings. Vinci Code, the book. They said that Jesus had a son, and Mary Magdalene was a mommy, and that the that dude fucked it all up. The Catholic, that dude fucked it all up. <laughs> the Catholics <laughs> covered it up. The, dude, that dude <laughs> fucked it all up. That's what happened. The Pope fucked that kid. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's Catholicism. Popes fuck kids, dude. The Pope they was never indicted. It was just like a bunch of bishops and shit like that. <laughs> what? The, but they're saying that Pope John Paul knew about everything that was happening before. Like, Benedict actually just threw out all the fucking paperwork on it. Listen, just because he, he he knew about it means he's complicit. That doesn't mean he also fucked kids. No, it means he fucked. He was probably <laughs> watching there watching it. Like, I know this is really fucking, like, not of, like, value right now to talk about, but, like... It happens. I feel like it still does with Christmas. kids get raped. Okay, like that. <laughs> Dude, stop laughing. You're making me laugh. Don't. This is a serious subject matter. Like, there's. <laughs> Dude, I can't do that right now. Dude, stop. Stop. Okay, so the Pope, listen and knowing, probably viewed it on them parties. I'm just saying, Mary Magdalene. We have no evidence to support this. Just, we're just, allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw that all out there. Allegedly. allegedly for the past, like, five minutes. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> like, um, Make it rain allegedly. You're probably going to have to cut a snippet into this. Where it's just like, just this robot. whole next, like, four minutes is just um, allegedly. Like, every, every time we say fucking something, I'm just going to put in, like, a robotic allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking, like, the Terminator, dude. But here's the thing. I'm just saying. Women's liberation should have came faster if Mary Magdalene was such a big part of the Bible. Yeah, dude, but I it, no, but I thought she got taken out. Did she? Yeah, I remember the Book of Enoch was part of the Bible, but the Catholic Church like took out so many books part of the Bible. Yeah, the Book of Enoch was part of the Bible at one the point. Fuck is, Enoch, is is that in is that in uh, the the Torah though? 
Or is it in the New Testament? Is that it, I'm is not it sure in the Quran? I think Enoch was towards the Old Testament. Here's the one thing. Because I know they took out like a fuck ton of books in the that was in the main Bible mm-hmm. out because it didn't align with like the core values of what uh, Christianity was at the time. What the leaders of Christianity wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So the that's what happened was like a bunch of the cardinals and popes got together, like the heads of the uh, Catholicism like movement at that point, and like chose what was going to be in the Bible to push their message. And then they they still have the other books, but they were left off to the side. Here's the best way I've ever understood Abrahamic religions. The Torah is Star Wars: A New Hope. Okay. The New Testament is The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. And then the Quran is Return of the Jedi. I can deal with that. Or the Book of Mormon is Return of the Jedi. Respecting all my... You know, the Book of Mormon can go get fucked. Just because that was made by some cultist. Like, it's so dumb. (laughs) That dude thought he was some holy roller and somehow got a bunch of people to fucking follow him. So, in... In fucking, when I was in the military, like, they held services for, um, they held Muslim services, they also hold, held Mormon services, and I, like, looked at the books of each, just, like, just a quick glance through. Yeah. When I was, like, going through the Book of Mormon, and I saw a picture of Jesus holding out his hands to some Native Americans, I was like, this is so fucking stupid. This is Okay, also dumb. on top of that, like, <laughs> with the Book of Mormon, I'm just gonna say, like, Mitt Romney's great-great-great-great-great-grandfather <laughs> was part of that movement when yeah. it first started. And, like, on top of that, your heaven's already full. Yeah. Like, legit, you guys believe in the... Not you guys, I'm saying people of Mormonism believe, or the, what is it, Church of Latter-day Saints, if you want me to be nice to you. Um, They believe that a certain select number can fit in there, and it's a very valid, like, it's literally selected down to a T. Like, this is how many people go. I'm like, with how many people were fucking women back then, you know, and having kids? (laughs) Them fuckers are already in heaven. (laughs) Like, everyone that comes from, like... Maybe like 1950 till now aren't gonna go up there. That's fine. Yeah, they're going to fucking hell. I can't. I can't wait to go. Dude, Dude ever since I in hell. Ever since I, okay, I have, I have two anxieties about like whenever I like I get deep, deep thinking about hell is that I'm gonna be like tortured and I'm gonna have like my entire form like replaced with something alien and yeah, fucked up. The same. Yep. Or I'm just gonna be stationary and tortured continuously for. Yeah. Dude, the fucking locking table and shit. Yeah, I can't handle that. That kind of shit. I don't know. I'd rather be. I'd rather be like a worm crawling around. I'd rather be the one where, like, if I had to go to hell, where we couldn't feed each other. That'd be more fun. Like, I don't want the stripping stuff. Like, that's just boring. Or tan my skin. I would really like. Like, I'm current. I have the uh, the demonic tarot cards right now. Yeah. I would love if I could be a duke of hell. I just want to like have a little army, dude. I'd let people out with, dude. After so many centuries, I just be like, you can go. You did your fucking time, dude. Like I go, go knock on them pearly gates, dude. You're good now. If he doesn't let you up, start your own place. God, my what was I watching? Oh, Soul on like Pixar, yeah, new movie. They just they just they don't have any actual like religious type. Imagery, except for like, oh, when you die, you go to the great beyond. 
And it's like, okay. I like that idea too. But it's, but that also sounds like, oh, you're like an eternal, like, you know, <laughs> my favorite fucking, hey, you want to hear the good news? Do you want to live forever? Well, here's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. I couldn't do that. The idea. boring. Yeah. Man. The idea of like. Except for the part where he like, it was humanitarian. Like, that's cool. But like. Oh, if I could just be a little spirit boy running around, finding the secrets of the universe, I would love that. That'd be fine. On, like, I feel like there's so much to learn. I don't want to die and be nothing. This is a huge segue, by the way. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Dude, like, I feel like we could have brought it back sooner to uh, Black Christmas. <laughs> <The> Black Christmas <laughs> has to do. Hey, it's Christmas. We're talking about the story of Christian and Judaism. Wait, not Judaism. That we didn't bring. We got out. really far out. There. We, we brought, brought in the Church of Latter-day Saints too. But yeah. we're gonna tell you how women the men killers get what they want. Wait, the main killers? I don't know. Oh, I was going to say He goes after many women and stifles their freedom. How badass the woman is with that baby. Oh, yeah. So, Black Christmas. Synopsis. Synopsis. Summary. Synopsis. A group of sorority girls are brutally murdered inside the sorority house by an insane man. That got let out of a, like, penitentiary. Not a penitentiary. An uh, insane uh, asylum. Yeah, yeah, an asylum. Which... Just a variety of things to cover. Yeah, there's fucking by like, such a simple there's synopsis. so much. Like yeah. <laughs> this fucking movie is like super in depth with everything, which is wild for a horror movie. And it's crazy because like this horror film can probably be attributed as like one of the the pioneers of of what slasher horror turned into. Like obviously the first slasher movie or the first notable slasher horror movie was Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Yeah, like I, what they're trying to say now, I hate this just because it's like huge muddled. Is like them were proto slashers all the way up through Peeping Tom. Like they said, like proto slasher even was attributed all the way back to like 1932 to some film back then. But it's basically because like it didn't hold all the elements of what Halloween held. So like all the movies before Halloween had all the bits and pieces, but to make it a slasher, like. Uh, John Carpenter took all them tropes and put them all as one. Because granted, I would actually argue like Black, Black Christmas was more of like the the genesis of horror slashers as they are today. Yeah, yeah. Psycho kind of he he kills one woman, doesn't he? Or there's like it's not like a variety. Two people die in that. Two that's people it. die. The dude that comes up and falls down the stairs. That's right. That's and then right. the person inside the, the whole, bathtub. I love that. I love that shot where he's just I like, hate that shot because it looks <laughs> like he's like ah, you know, and he's like a, stiff as a board. But I just think of his feet hitting each step as he goes yeah. down in a straight plank. Like, that's what it looks. It literally looks like a green screen of some guy just waving his arms around while like while like behind him the cameraman's running down the stairs. <laughs> Exactly, that's what I thought. I was like, this is over the fucking top. Um, I love it. What was it? Uh, then you had, like, there's another slasher out there that n- not many people know of because it's still basically a giallo film. Uh, Torso. Torso? Torso was a giallo film, but it still had all the components of slasher. Like, mm. especially with Black Christmas. Like, Black Christmas is borderline giallo just because of the detective aspect that's of it. That's true. And it's delving into, like... It has to deal with one person trying to figure out the mystery. John Saxon. And that's uh, G- is her name Jen? Jen, I forget. Let me because it's up. happening to her, so she's trying to figure out who's doing it. But she's contacting police for help, like the uh, female lead in Giallo films would usually do, where they'd go to the police, and the, that one officer would be there throughout the whole uh, movie trying to figure it out with her. 
I want to um, reemphasize that this is the 1974 version. Yeah, fuck there have been 2007 two versions afterwards. and 2019. And I don't know Dude, why. 2019, I guess, was fucking shit. That's what I heard. Like a hundred times worse than 2007. Really? But then 2007's problem was that they demonized uh, mental health. By saying that the dude had split personality disorder, yep. and that's why you had the two voices and jaundice. Yeah. But then you find the out in the movie there's jaundice. two different fucking people. I don't know. He just had that yellow skin, remember? So they just attributed yeah, it to I, jaundice, which was dumb. I was just, which means he's been drinking a lot, but, you know, like, that's cool. I know a dude who's at it three times. <laughs> it's usually because of his drinking. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, dude. Like, you'd have fucking sworn, man, dude. Like, you could be like a, the Sith of that shit. But what's wild about this movie, um, and of it being a slasher film, is that the typical element of a slasher where you have the final girl, you have this, um, this rogue gallery of misfits who slowly get offed and they fill a certain archetype that's become commonplace. Yeah, they're all fucking war. stupid is what it yeah. is. They go do stupid shit. Yeah, but this one, all these sorority girls... Smart. Are, yeah, intelligent, smart, free-thinking. Like, basically the antithesis of a 70s feminist before the Reagan era yeah. came and destroyed any kind of social progress that was happened. And somehow Republicans still like view him as this great savior or whatever even though he killed a bunch of people in the AIDS crisis and it is two movies in a row that we've gotten on talking about how yeah, fucking god awful like, Reagan fucking is. Reagan also like let go out all of the people inside the uh, asylums which I understand like I get why he did it to an extent but mm-hmm. also he could have done um, a whole fucking uh, what is it called push to reorganize them yeah because that was what the problem was with them because I this, this film also it, yeah, with that, it, I forget when the actual like whole controversy came about where that journalist went through and filmed the horrible conditions that happened in insane asylums. Uh, you had Titty Cut Falls, Follies, which was in uh, 64 or 67, I think. And that was... <laughs> just stop. But that was like a uh, penitentiary for the criminally insane. But he was showing that... The the police guards were brutalizing the fucking inmates because mm-hmm. of their like whatever they did in their life, but also like they weren't getting they were getting maltreatment, not enough food. They were just left in a room to fucking ride out their uh, mental issues. Like legit, I watched it just a, a, a day ago. Then I watched uh, Children of Darkness, which has to that do with the same the one fucking one that had to do with it. Nineteen eighty four around the push right before Reagan got rid of institutions because I think eighty sevens when. Uh, Reagan finally defunded all that shit, and that's why you got group homes now. But, like, you saw that what Wiseman was his name, right? Frederick Wiseman, I think. He was the one that, like, literally asked the supervising officials of the facilities, like, so you think that this is just right to fucking load them full of, um, what is it called? Basically, like, tranquilizing yeah. drugs just to fucking... And it's like, the dude's like, this is literally all we fucking have yeah. to t- do this right now. Like, we're doing the best we got. Like, I've seen other facilities that are doing way better, but this is all I'm given. Like, yeah. I'm doing what I can with what I have. Who's wild with that is, like, Reagan, instead of just fucking, okay, we'll increase the budgets, find more housing, give, give more money to staff... Increased incentives to work. That's in literally all they needed to do was the incentives. Yeah, instead he just shut them down. It was just yeah. like, all right, now all these like disenfranchised people who can't think, who can't 
um, operate like a normal human being alone and need genuine help, just fucking throw them to the woods. Yeah, fuck you, Geraldo Rivera, you Because he did that one over on um, New York's Staten Island yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The Cropsy one. Oh, that's right. The, he did that one where he walked in and fucking made it like... He over-exaggerated it, I think, yeah. on the videos. But like... He's like, oh, could we just get them all in this fucking area, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's where he was able to play I'm with I'm glad that. Geraldo Rivera got his fucking pay- face punched in by those neo-Nazis on his talk show host. Yeah, like, literally, he needs it. Like, he's a fucking dick. He is a fucking He had his dick. nose broke. That's yeah. right. Holy shit. <laughs> that's funny. But Frederick Wiseman, why, like, his delving into, like, mm-hmm. criminally insane and stuff is because... He actually has that humanitarian push where he's trying yeah. to fucking enlighten it. And that's all he's done was the sociological efforts of, like, everything to do with that type of world. Whether it's, like, growing up in it or being in it or being a, a uh, victim of it, basically. Yep. In the sense of, like, putting being put in a facility that's not substandard. Also, 60s, we're still on the verge of coming out with, like what mental illness is Mm -hmm. so i understand that aspect on like some of the nurses but also like lobotomies and fucking 65 not fuck that dude yeah no that's one of the weird things about this film is that like just it's it's an issue that's been halved in a lot of horror films and a lot of in comic books too especially with batman is are you demonizing people with mental illnesses by showing this just this figure who clearly has something off with them, and that's just their whole deal. They don't have a backstory. They don't have anything that explains away why they would go into a sorority house and just start offing uh, college students. And that's what I think makes a horror film dull. Yeah. Is the fact that you're literally trying to sympathize with the killer mm-hmm. when you shouldn't be at all. Like, yeah, the no. dude should be demeaned as a fucking psychotic asshole and it's because i feel like there's a good line of where we get from we're straight up where we're uh, painting all mental illness with the same brush like when all the shootings were happening and people were like oh just know that people like a lot of people need help with their mental illnesses so so like don't be quiet about like the controversies and it was like a weird way to sidestep gun control and make a focus on mental health which I'm not really a fan of. I really no, exactly, yeah. I, I don't think like I while I advocate that people need to be more understanding and more um sympathetic towards people with mental illnesses, the push to make the face of gun control or the face of like American mass shootings a disenfranchised mental uh mentally ill individual, I hate. They did that with the domestic terrorist uh, fucking Dylan Roof, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, they started throwing all media. Like, I'm blaming all media on this, too. Like, they started throwing out fucking his mental awareness just because mm-hmm. he was fucking white. Yep. But, like, you throw a black man in that same light, like, they're going to be like, like, he's an animal. He's fucking, like, subhuman. Like, he, it, that's just what Which you is get. insane because, like, you look at most black criminals and, like, Latinos... And even like a lot of Asians who live in, in rural area or urban areas, is that they live in highly segregated areas that have no like income coming into the into the area. They're a victim of redlining. Yep. Their school systems are underfunded. They have no feasible way out of their current situation that they can see. Like looking from the outside in, you can like, oh well, they can apply for this grant. They can do yep. that. They can do this. They don't fucking know that. No, exactly, because they're not educated on them uh, 
leeways. Yeah, and no, people don't even tell them that. Like, did you know people who um, go to foster care when they leave foster care, they can actually get like house. They can get paid to to have a full time job and housing. And none of them know it. No, because when they leave, they do a, like a ninety day interview and they just are kicked out afterwards in the wild, and like they don't have any of the support. But like, will paint gang gang members and stuff like that with the broad brush that they're oh they're just don't they're just animals they can't think right they're fucking just subhuman but when a fucking white shooter who's been like treated well his entire life starts opening up on people we don't look into anything about like masculine entitlement white supremacy anything like that yeah not gonna not gonna lie like gang members don't give a fuck about you whether you're poor or rich like yeah. you can tell that like especially if you go into their like area you know like their turf mm-hmm. and like white people literally just target like or like that system of like um keeping the poor poor like yep. it literally just targets one area of people and that's what's sad it's like you see like i'd almost say this is what i'm gonna say is like Gang members are better than the system. Yeah. Just based on that, like, they literally do not, like, fucking care who you are. Whereas, like, they're, the system's actually trying to be in place to make you stay where you're at. And, like, the only reason why gangs exist is because it is a weird grassroots attempt to try to make a better system that fights for survival and money and commerce through the only means that they know how, which is violence, drug selling, arms selling, and just all these different ways to try to build a community try to keep it safe for themselves while also trying to deal with the system outside. Oh yeah, like, that's what, wasn't that what they did with uh, fucking Compton after a while? Like, they literally had to, like, their gangs were the police of their streets at that point yeah. because the cops weren't coming in time, so the gang members had to literally go door to door whenever shit would go down literally, and try and re- uh, rectify the shit. Yeah, literally, that's why, like, um, you hear old, like, in a lot of old rap, you see them talking up, Crips were, Com- Crips were California, right? Yeah, Crips were California. Mm-hmm. That's why they would literally like praise the Crips because those were their police. Mm-hmm. But and what was crazy is the Crips and Bloods were actually made as a collective at one point. Mm-hmm. Then something like inner fighting turned it into like side by side. Like, yep. oh, I choose this side. I choose this side. Otherwise, they were there just to help like black people in general. Yep. Like that's it was just an organization to help black people at that point. But again, that's fucked up. We're on another tangent. God, dude. So, but like, that's what's crazy about this movie. It's like you can draw things from real life, and that's literally what our mm-hmm. show's about. It's like, yo, horror has something to say, and we're basically here to try and help with that. It's like there's only a handful of fucking podcasts that do this. Like, I've only came across like two or three. Yeah, two or three that like actually really go into it deeply. Yeah, and like and, some like, actually have degrees in like sociology and stuff. Yeah, but, like wild. others are just like out there. To like, tr- I do want to call it horror vanguard because I've been listening to a lot of their stuff. They're very intelligent, and they a lot of their takes are really nice and fresh. Because nobody like horror films, and I feel like Black Christmas the way it was adopted in 2007. Shows that like people don't look at horror films with a great media literacy. They don't have media literacy when it comes to horror films. They see the blood, gore, and guts, and they think this is what horror is. So you'll take like a fairly intelligent movie like Black Christmas that has a lot of say about female empowerment, has a lot to say about like domestic living, has a lot to say about like police operations, and will turn it into like this weird 
like fucking trash movie about some dude with jaundice who fucks his mom and his sister and then like makes cookies out of people's flesh yeah see that's like what the fuck yeah see that's where i think there was a disconnect between horror fans that like the true horror like i'm gonna say this now halloween was the very first slasher just based on the trope of the final girl yeah and i think that's where that stands is like it just has subtly just to do with that the virgin lives okay so that's where i leave that but also like you saw um what is it i'm losing train of thought now Fuck, what were we talking about? I like horror, how, like nobody oh, actually- Oh, uh, changed like over, like you had thought provoking horror from fucking 30 or the 1900s up until now, like literal fucking intellectuals doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you had the fans that just thought that it was, I'm going to say it edgy. Like yeah. a lot of fans just thought it was edgy and this was a way to piss off our parents. Then again, back to Reagan because Reagan fucking ruined everything. Like- you had that puritanical fucking shit that happened and then the satanic panic popped in and that's where people were just trying to be edgier in the 80s. Yep. Like, and I think that's what fucking polluted it with the garbage. Like, I'm literally saying it, like, a lot of the fucking horror movies are garbage just based on shit like that. Like, yeah. the mental health, the uh, incest is some edgy fucking thing. Um, <laughs> let's see. Or, yeah, like, taboo shit that shouldn't be taboo, you know? Like, yeah. you do that shit. And it, it, it's literally like, we're making we're like bringing up this taboo shit for the sake of being as you we're not actually making a commentary on whether or not it should be taboo we're just throwing it in your face to make you shocked like what the fuck is this yeah like it never like you rarely come across thought provoking uh, horror movies like yeah them horror movies are fun just to watch you know and laugh at because they're fucking comedic and stupid some of them are so bad they're good yeah yeah basically yeah yeah exactly but like there's others that were just like like one that I think like is on them lines is Evil Dead like, yeah. it was trying to be edgy, but in a funny way. Like, it wasn't, like, sitting there in your face, like, oh, we're doing this to fucking piss you off. No, it was just, like, well, I think let's just put more blood in it, you know? I think, I think the thing with that is that Sam Raimi made that to intentionally be, like, this is kind of fun. All this is fun. Look how funny fucking Bruce Campbell is being. Yeah, exactly. Look yeah. how he's acting. And this is Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 1, like, straight up felt like a... Yeah, like Evil Dead film. 2, or 1, was really good. Uh, but then, like... Once you got into two, two to two, that three, felt like, like that's where it got weird. Like you're two just to like, three okay. actually felt like they weren't edgy. They were like B movie fun. Yeah, they like look at all these like look at these awesome prosthetics that we have. Like this funny like little gag with running with little Bruce Campbell's running around stabbing himself with a fork and the butt. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> like it's just having a good time. But then you have like these fuckers like Eli Roth and like. Zack Snyder too even though he's only really done like Dawn of the Dead yeah like trying to be all like oh look how edgy and cool we are with these like fucking weird with like look at these people getting tortured everybody sucks the world is awful like okay dude yeah I think like they know their horror history but also they forget like what made it so good yeah you know like they are trying to take their idea on humanity like honestly Eli Ross Cabin Fever this is gonna I watched his horror history shit on Shudder finally. Yeah. And, like, his idea of what uh, Cabin Fever, like, his contextual take on it was actually insightful on the fact of, like, how people look at uh, being dirty, basically, like, when it comes to uh, viruses or shit like that. Like, how once a virus hits, it's every man for themselves, kind of like the zombie genre. Like, 
when he finally said that, because I've never seen him say that anywhere, mm-hmm. I actually had more respect for him with Cabin Fever. Other than that, Cabin Fever is trash. Like, yeah. I fucking hate that film. And that's just my opinion on that. Like, I it probably is good to others, but, like, if you had to remake it, like, within, like, what, not even a decade? Mm-hmm. That's a trash movie to me. I will say I'm not like totally shitting on people who like like the bad boy aspect of horror because I will I will say I do love like the few like horror paraphernalia I wear. I love when people ask me about it and I comment on it and they just have that blank look like oh, oh what the fuck yeah no I love that look that's I don't funny, know yeah. it's funny. <laughs> like like it's it, still a counterculture in a way it you still know like. Is. It's a lot weird. of people will still shit on it. Like, I know my ma to this day gets fucking pissed when she finds out that like, all I do is watch horror movies because mm-hmm. she won't sit in a room and watch it. Yeah. And I've tried so many times to have like a family bonding sesh where she'll pick one and then I'll watch one. And right when mine starts getting on, she's like, I'm tired. And then leaves the room. <laughs> like, like, okay. Like, it just goes against everything that she was raised on believing. And but I understand, it, but it's also shit. I feel like, I feel like horror movie can, I feel like horror movies can still have that, bring that aspect of like, look how much this is like getting under people's skin for the right reason though like yeah. get out definitely got under people's skin like a certain certain criteria of people and like i feel like this is another weird tangent but rap kind of went into that section too where like when rap music first like hit the scene you had nwa um blanking on other rappers snoop dog who like talked about life in the streets dude talked about boys yeah <laughs> you were so fucking good, dude. <laughs> well, basically talking about life in the streets and how like hard it was, and that was like peak, like r- when rap like really got going in the mainstream, and then it kind of softened for a little bit, where we just talked about like getting money, fucking women, stuff like that, and then now I feel like rap is kind of where horror was at in the two thousands, because yeah, people like fucking six nine hitting number three on the top charts because he has a bad boy image, despite not having anything to say. Yeah, dude, like, I don't know how people can fucking listen to that. And yeah. that's the point where, like, I get... I mean, I get his appeal. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't agree with it, though. Yeah. He's a fucking awful guy. I get why fucking 13-year-olds hear, like, yeah, it's dicky, God, fucking... And then, like, are like, yeah, yeah, like, so cool. Like, it's like, are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? They can say that to their mom, and their mom will be like, oh, no. And they'll get, like, all, like, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking bad kid. I'm too Takashi cool. made it off of catchphrases, I think, like, in his music. Like, his basically has catchphrases here mm-hmm. that could actually be used as a catchphrase in, like, say, gaming or, like you said, towards your parents or something. Yeah. But it has no real, like, uh, intellectual value, which isn't shitty, but also it just shows, like, how artistically it's shallow yeah it's artistically shallow. It's shallow like it, it, that's the thing i will say like i have like used a lot of times when somebody asks me a dumb question i go are you dumb stupid or dumb yeah see and, and uh, catchphrase i also dude. say that like gumo fucking slaps like if that comes on in a fucking club i'm gonna me, fucking <laughs> i'm gonna fucking go nuts on it <laughs> but i still think he's like a bad aspect to have in the rap genre yeah yeah like there's so many other deserving artists at that point mm-hmm. uh and the other thing is maybe, like, I know a big thing with um, music is your stage presence. Yeah. And he's fucking got it. I'm not going to fucking lie. Like, I've seen it. Uh, like, I watch live videos of that fucker, and he goes fucking insanely hard. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can see why people fucking get hyped in the crowd and shit and listen to him then. Because he, like, doesn't, he's relentless. He's like fucking Bon Scott at points in the sense of how he runs around stage. Mm-hmm. He's on fucking inebriated to hell and still fucking goes out there like yeah. but the only thing is Bon Scott was like 
more hardcore. But here's like the thing: like you can have all these elements of being a shocking, uh, provocative um, piece of media without also being shallow. And Black Christmas proves it, especially with the Margaret Kidder's character in it. She's just like this um, sorority mom, or what do they call it again? House mother? Yeah, house mother. Well, Margot Kidder wasn't that. Oh, she wasn't? No, Margot Kidder was just one of the sorority girls. The house mother was the chick that got the hook oh, it's in right. the head. The but Margot Kidder, she de- definitely felt like the leader of the pack, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like yeah. the uh, head sorority sister, I guess you yeah. could say. Like, you had her running around being like this very, like, if you looked at her, you'd think she's this very elegant refined individual but then she runs up to the cop and, no does she run up to the cop or who does she run up to and like you know she says it to the cop that fucking one that's <laughs> kind of stupid the fucking slow yeah, yeah dude that's fucking hilarious you know tortoises can fuck for three days yeah. without climax I'm like what the or like fuck? the uh, the phone number something oh, Felicio yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I think his name was Felicio something like she's that badass chick that fucking like says shit off the whim doesn't hold her fucking tongue and like that's a lot of stuff like towards maybe like the 80s people started looking against you know mm-hmm. and like you saw that like especially with like um friday the 13th like yeah she gets off right away like her type of character would have yeah which off. is sad because like but she is- made it second yeah. to death which is crazy and like this film i feel like in and of itself isn't isn't by killing off these characters because they are very likable, very enjoyable to like see just go about their day to day lives. Like maybe this is me coming from twenty twenty one, speaking about this because I don't know how a seventies audience would perceive her performance. Because me in twenty twenty one would just be like, "This is I love this one, dude." This movie got fucking trashed by critics. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was sad. Like, it, and then we look back at it now, like our mm-hmm. era and below us, and we're like. This is actual a phenomenally made movie. Like, yeah, everything about it actually. There's like literally hardly any plot holes. Like, and just the way that each sorority girl is portrayed actually acts like everyday life. Yeah, like you're not seeing that fucking fake. Oh, like what you'd see is a suburban chick being able to do. At a sorority house, whereas, like, a rural girl might not be able to do because of money issues, but, like... And and I don't want to take anything away from Jamie Lee Curtis, the ultimate final girl in Laurie Strode, but, like, this, uh, what's her name? The main girl in here. I think it's Jess. Jess, not Jennifer. That's what... Played by Juliet from... From classic Romeo and Juliet. Yes. She plays this, like, British-accented, very refined-looking young woman who halfway through the film has an argument with her with her lover because he wants to get married she says no i have too many ambitions and then he goes well what about the baby her response is well that's why abortions are for basically yeah in that kind of shit in 90s 80s horror film you would not be the final girl if you responded to that to any kind of man if that was your stance on like what your life going forward was, is that you're not going to get married, you're going to be ambi- an ambitious individual, and you are going to get an abortion because that you know because like a you can't provide for a kid, b that like interferes in your life and your freedoms, then that would be fucking cause to have you murdered. Yeah, in almost any other film, but that's the final girl. I'd say that this movie basically takes place towards the end of like 
second wave feminism almost. Yes. Based on the fact, like, towards the 80s, you didn't hear much about feminism mm-hmm. unless you were actually part of that fucking group. Yep. You know, like, and this actually shows it with the way, like, how blunt the women are about it. And taking, also, we gotta keep in mind, like, this is Canada, which is a lot more free-thinking than Americans yeah. usually are. So, like, I understand if that's that there, but also, like, it has to affect, like, America as well, because mm-hmm. we're on the same continental drift, you know? Like, yeah. It's fucking dumb at points where you'd, like, okay, why didn't horror movies do this past this point? Like, mm-hmm. they could have literally held on to some of these tropes, and I think, or not tropes because they're not as prevalent, but they could have held on to, like... Some of the aspects that made this movie the movie Mm. and actually made horror so much better throughout the years. Yeah. Because it is very, like... It's very rare I watch a horror film or watch a slasher film where every single character, I actually feel... Like, it's a slog to get through some slasher films because you just hear a bunch of frat boys make dumb jokes and a bunch of girls, like, act like idiots. And, like, this isn't me, like, being misogynistic about being like, oh, God, they're just it's bloody idiots. Literally they they literally just act like idiots. They're, like, so hyper-focused on whatever the guys think. They're basically, they don't uh, meet the, what was that scale again? Where it's, like, um... Hot or not. No, not that. Where it's, like, okay. it's, <laughs> it's, like, um, it's, like, does a woman talk to another woman? Uh, is there more than one woman in the film? Do they talk to each other? Do they oh, talk okay, to each other? No, it's about, okay, gotcha. Is this Kinsey scale? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah. any, but like, it never passes that because like, and the only person who's like made to be this, made to be like this paragon of what's good, is the final girl, and that's because she's a virgin. She doesn't talk to like the mean boys. She talks to only the nerdy nice boys, and. She she's very puritanical in her beliefs, and like the only time she'll ever, ever actually act out is when she needs to do it in self defense. Yeah, and that's like what the majority of slasher films was for that time, and none of those characters are enjoyable around. This one, you have a bunch of funny, smart, intelligent women who are running around, pissed off because nobody's listening to them, pissed off because nobody, um, because it's they're being harassed by every guy who comes in. And constantly being told what to do despite despite knowing what they need to do and nobody helping them with that. Yeah, you see that a lot with, uh, what's his name, Peter? Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, Jess's, like, baby daddy, basically. Like, mm-hmm. he shows that masculinity uh, complex where the male thinks at some point they own a woman or the thing being grown in them yep and i'm gonna call it a thing because it's nothing until it's actually fucking born to me at least so like you see that trail out and it becomes um how would you say it almost not nerve-wracking but you actually see in this movie how women probably feel on the day-to-day basically when the dude starts stalking um creeping towards them uh, and, like, showing violence because they're not getting their way. Almost having a tantrum because they're not getting what they want out of an object that they believe is theirs. Like, what they're perceiving as an object, sorry. Um, But, yeah. This dude literally hangs around her house, watches to see who goes in and out on a consistent basis. And, like, in a horror film, it, it has two sides to it. A, you're building up to being like, oh, this dude... 
might be the killer. On the second side, though, is like this is how some dudes just straight up act with their ex. Yeah, like and people, nobody ever comments or like tries to stop them. And that's what's so great about this movie is like that's just a subplot that fucking makes the movie even more scary because yeah. you actually think that it's like the ex or not, I don't think he was an ex yet, right? Yeah, I think, we'll we'll just say ex boyfriend yeah, or yeah. whatever they are, like lovers. Like you see him start to basically see what every person in life would attribute as a killer, mm-hmm. or would do as a killer. Because remember, um, the cop—I forgot his name. Uh, what's the dude that plays the cop? John the, Saxon. Yeah, Saxon. He uh, he goes to the college and sees the smashed up piano that Peter fucking bashed in from yeah. a microphone because he's been so fixated on the baby not being born. Yep. And so his idea is that he's the killer. And yep. so he runs with that and which is basically how every fucking police protocol goes. Yeah. Someone dies or someone's being targeted, it's usually uh someone close to the person. And sometimes more than none, a person that's in love with him or having uh, relations with him. What's wild is that, like, in the context of a horror movie, you see that dude, like, commit property damage. Yeah. Because he's frustrated. That legit, like, oh, he's fucking psycho. He's gonna, he's gonna hurt somebody. He's, he's a killer. Yeah. Most likely. Yep. In any other context, in any kind of genre, you see a dude commit, like, fucking, what's that movie that came out with Adam Driver where he punches the wall and leaves a dent? It's a love story, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's what it's just called. Yeah, he punches the fucking wall, and like any other genre, they'd be like, "Oh, he's just sad. He's just he just need to work through some stuff." But horror straight up tells you, "Oh, this dude's got some fucking problems." Yeah, like you need to work that shit out. Like, it literally, like, it on literally, top of that, you're paying. You're gonna have to pay fifteen thousand <laughs> for that fucking piano, dude. Like, think before you act. Yeah, it literally is like, which if you like take the optics of how most guys act and put it or not mo. I don't want to like be caught in saying not all men because that's just a weird that's a that's a, a whole quagmire of a thing but yeah, like it is. yeah no, I got you I get that. <laughs> the way the way that a lot of men are allowed to act if you change the optics and put that in a horror film most like a lot of men come off the scene like serial killers and, and nobody ever tries to stop that's them that's what's crazy is like it's almost the reverse view of what the actual world would look at. If yeah. you saw it in real life, you'd be like, oh, he's just going through some shit. He's just- but no, in a horror movie, you're like, that dude's the fucking killer. Every woman that watches the horror movie, that dude's the fucking yep. killer. He's fucking crazy. He's like the dude at the gas station that follows me out to my car. Like, yep. this shit happens. Like, he, that's what I like about horror is like, it's not going to fucking like sit there and like pussyfoot around the fucking thing. Yeah. It's like in your face about it most mm-hmm. of the time. And then, like that's that's one thing I really appreciate about this film. And then also just on a, like a build up tense kind of just pacing setting. Do the screenshots the whole fucking time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like every scene is just fucking. It slowly goes up, especially with fucking Billy on the phone doing the fucking weird like yeah pussy licking noise. Yeah. You're just like what the fuck is this dude doing on the that phone? That was kind of like that was the director, I believe. <laughs> that was actually the dude that this, made the film. This fucking director. I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember it now. Um. Yeah. No. He fucking made all the fucking nasty ass voices. Bob dude. Clark. Wildest fucking thing. This dude also directed A Christmas Story. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. He also directed Baby Geniuses 1 and 2. <laughs> 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 
That's so fucking weird. <laughs> I fucking love it. Dude, that reminds me of the dude that uh, made uh, oh, also Gremlins porkies. and shit. Also Porky's. This oh, dude's dude, mind is just like good. fucking wild. But like the idea that you're watching baby geniuses and you think that like, huh, these babies talking to each other acting like spies. Dude, and you're like, funny. and then you're also thinking like, this is the same dude that also like went on the phone with like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the slurpy <laughs> noises got to me. I was like, dude, this dude's fucking disgusting. Like I can't fucking handle it. I fucking I'd never it. fucking do that to anyone. Like, can you fucking <laughs> think of that? Like just for someone to call and fucking you hear that on the other side? Like that's what fucked up, dude. Like, I couldn't imagine. I guess I could see like a frat boy doing it, but like I couldn't see any other dude actually going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. love how you have like how you have like previously said I want to see fucking kids getting killed, and you're just like I can't fucking make pussy sounding noises on a fucking phone call, dude. I can't, dude. Like that's so fucking weird to me. Like that stuff is like. No, those phone calls legitimately like were disturbing. It's wild. That's why I think I think that's why is this overly disturbing? I love that it's in the movie. I just couldn't fucking do that. It's weird because there's like an I kill a fucking kid on screen. No, <laughs> like if a, a fake kill, I should say, not like actually kill. <laughs> I said that really like fucking <laughs> off the cuff, up. like fucked up. Dude. It's fucking. It's, what's what's amazing about it is the fact that uh, <laughs> it's so fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like what's funny about it is like in the seventies. I don't think like I've heard any like since then anything as weirder than those phone calls, like or as creepy as no. those phone calls. Because like oh, that was like straight up like I remember the first phone call was like, <sighs> no, yeah. no, I was like, what the fuck? And also, what's crazy about this is this is like what towards. This was made basically around that East Area Rapist thing, the Golden State Killer. Yeah, that's And right. he was leaving phone calls like that. But it also plays off of that old um, urban legend of the uh, babysitter in the home receiving yep. calls, you know? And that that's was, how you got... Uh, which older was that than this one? I'm not sure. I, I think it was the 80s. I think Wes Craven made that, too. Oh, that's, I think he did, too. The baby... Uh, I yeah. forgot what it was called. Uh, the Last Call or something. Yeah. I can't remember. But, like... You saw that the family let him in, and it was like a... But then the remake was like, it was a rich house, you know, where, like, mm -hmm. all security alarms are on. But then, like, yeah, everything's on, and she's telling the cop and everything, and then all of a sudden, the dude's in the fucking house, and you're like, nah, fuck this, now I can't How, get out. Oh, fuck. One of the great things about that film, I haven't seen it so long, but that it literally takes 30 minutes to get to that point, I feel like. Yeah, the original? Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't take like, long. If, it fucking, like, drags that out. And this film also kind of, like, does that, too. Especially when they're like, hey... So the call's coming from inside the house. And, like, she just drops the phone. And all of a sudden, like, the camera shows the stairway, leaves a long shot on that, and then shows, like, upstairs. And the entire time, as an audience member, you're just like, that fucker's gonna pop out at any moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. so fucking scared right now. Like, with Black Christmas, how they did that, like, it was insane because you don't, he doesn't pop out. He's just sitting behind the fucking door with his eye. Yeah. You know, that's what's more creepy is I'm like, dude, that's way more creepy than the fucking like, I could, killer coming out of the door because it also keeps him masks. Yeah. Masked. I could literally like feel my eyes straining after that, after he goes, the calls from coming from inside the house and he's just like showing like extended shots of the stairway and then of inside the, inside the like upstairs hall. Cause I'm just like literally looking around trying to find any kind of semblance of like a roaming man. But it, it 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 just like it's kind of like it puts you on edge, and that's why like I, I I hate about jump scares sometimes 
is because they just happen sometimes there's no real build up you gotta build it up and this one does it like incredibly well with that no exactly and like I think ah fuck the it's not a remake but it has that same synopsis like we were talking about where the babysitter's in the house like the other film like instead of the cop like the cop's trying to keep her calm Mm-hmm. Like, in the sense of, like, don't make her so afraid. Just tell her to get out of the house. You know, like, it's not, and then she's not listening, saying, why, why, why? And it's like, one could fucking infer on the phone at that point, like, oh, dude, the fucker's in the house. Run, you know? Like, whereas in, like, the other version that came out, I can't remember if it was in the 70s or 80s, but it came out, and I think it was, like, the telephone company. It was, like, um, the call's coming from in the house, and that's where, like, they just hang up. And, like, she's just left there to fend for herself. Like, the cop's not staying on the line with her at all, you know? Like, the one didn't hear. Like, the cop's actually nice in this film. Yeah. Like, he stays on the phone with her as long as possible until she gets gutsy and fucking, like, goes full powerful woman and, like, runs up there and is like, I need to check on my friends and make sure that they're safe. Yeah. And if nothing happened to them, bring them out with me. Yeah. That's that, that like I have been in. I think uh, horror movies have definitely like rotted my brain a little bit. Where I've like even in like my current house, when like nobody's here and I hear something downstairs, I'm I legit like look downstairs and just like, the fuck was that? I know it's probably the cat, but I still like spend like twenty minutes being like, what the fuck? And when a stranger calls, which is a horror, which is the film we're talking about, it actually came out after this. So really? yeah, so they took that concept from this movie. That's wild. Like I think this uh, this movie had a lot of fucking concepts that it, anyone could build off to. Yeah, it that's what I liked about it. Like even with Friday the Thirteenth, they don't reveal the killer until the end, and even then they wouldn't have even had to reveal the killer. Yeah, like it was just solely like I think that that's the best movie just based on the fact like it wasn't a dude that came back from the dead. Yeah, like it was just. The ma getting revenge on people that she thought weren't paying enough attention to the kids because they wanted to get their rocks off. I definitely think that um, Friday the Thirteenth Number One was the best in terms of like story wise, because it was literally just like a revenge film that had like a great twist at the end. The other one was um, oh shit, that's that was so like a old. Lasser. What? That's not that old. When a Stranger Calls came out in ninety three. No, that that's a remake. The remake was two thousand six. No. My Shredder Calls came out in 79. Are you serious? Oh, there's two of them. Oh, that's why. Oh, that, that you're looking at when a stranger calls back. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, But no, okay. that, that film was fucking wild because it was literally like, it, I feel like it took 30 minutes. I'm trying to remember right. But she was like... It, oh, because it's got the same chick in it. Yeah. Oh, and she, she was literally that, that un- whatever beatable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, she's Dude, crazy. That's so funny. But she literally, they, they call her and be like, hey, why haven't you checked on the children yet? So you're just like, the entire time, like, don't check on the fucking children. <laughs> and she was slowly seeing, like, little things misplaced. Yeah. From where she had them before. And she's yep. like, what the fuck? Yep. And then, like, yeah, that's when, like, the you most, start seeing, like, shit's going the on. The most tense is when she's just sitting on the stairs and I'm just like, stop, stop. Dude, know, that, that's fucking, yeah. It's, no. it's wild how many, like, ideas this film. Uh, Black Christmas is the pioneer for, despite it also being better than most of it. Because like you look at um, you look at Star Wars, which takes all these elements from different films in it, 
like uh, uh look up on youtube kyle calgaran's star wars without star wars it's basically him cutting together a bunch of different clips from different films yeah. to tell the entire star wars story just being like look how many influences george lucas had to make this film and you're literally like when it's when it's um when it's the star destroyer flying by he shows another film of another spaceship flying by when it's like when it's the Jedi, when it's Darth Vader and Obi Wan fighting, he shows a samurai fight and almost like beat for beat. It's like, goddamn, dude. Okay, Bob Clark reminds me of the dude that made American Werewolf. <laughs> Why? Because he made all them fucking awesome movies, other than American Werewolf. Oh, like right. he came in and did a horror movie and fucking nailed it. That is wild. How like how many like horror horror film artists like fucking nails it and goes and does some other shit. Yeah, no, this was fucking. That's wild. You know what? I'm gonna say it right now. Billy is Michael Myers <laughs> because we never catch. They never catch Billy. Billy just gets on the loose. Maybe he did Wait, get caught in another that, city. Are you saying that Michael Myers like killed his family? They yep. went after Laurie Strode, and yep. then went to Canada to kill a bunch of sorority girls, and then came back. Yeah. <laughs> that or he grew up. Killed his sisters, went to jail, broke out like he did, right? Was in Canada for a bit, did killings there, then came across the border like most serial killers <laughs> do, and then started on Halloween there, you know? God. Got caught in the States, you know? And then put in jail for a minor crime, and then broke out again. And that's when Donald Pleasance is like, he's evil. <laughs> because you know how many times... I fuck... Okay. I found out why I hate Donald Pleasance. It's because... <laughs> Only solely on the fact that he says evil so many fucking times in that movie regarding Michael Myers. He's the truest form of evil. He's, when I realize he's evil, you know, you're just he like, does. God damn it, Pleasance, calm the fuck down on the evil spin. We get that he's bad. Literally every other time he's just like, I've looked in the eyes of evil. Yeah, evil incarnate. You know, you're just like, whoa, dude. Like, like you, you can play a drinking game out of every fucking movie that Pleasance is it. Like, Pleasance yo, is Pleasance, it. You, you sat with this kid for like, for like a couple years, all right? He didn't fucking kill your mother. Calm yeah, down. No, exactly. Like, he's acting like everything fucking happened to him, and it's like. Okay, you witnessed some shit, but like <laughs> other people witnessed more, and you're already like sitting there, like already like Bible or textbook. He kind of just sounds like, like some in 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 televangelist yelling at people, like, "No, Michael Myers is evil. We have to kill oh, him." Dude, he sounds like that dude that was trying to blow the coronavirus away. Yeah. <laughs> that dude, he's just like, "No, no, no!" Or like when he got mad at that fucking uh, lady that asked him, like, "Why did you take that money and buy a jet?" He's like, "No, no, no! See, see, see! Don't you? No, no, no! Let me talk! Let me talk!" <laughs> you know yeah, he's that guy, dude. Like, that's what I'm getting at, man. God. This movie just overall, like, you have the asylum. Uh, I don't want to call it a pandemic, but like you have that thing where asylums were like shitty. People the broke out. Yeah, controversy. Yeah, you had like people breaking out of there, right? Because they were understaffed. Like that's easy in the 70s mm -hmm. probably for someone to break free. You have women's rights actively being portrayed in the film. Women yep. standing up for what they believe in. Second wave feminism. Yes. You see dudes being fucking dickheads. MRA shit, like mm. what they would fucking believe in, which they're trash. Um, and then all the fucking points of how you can make a horror movie better without like sticking to a slasher trope. Yep. And I don't think we've seen that in a while. Like, yeah. With slasher films, like, I don't. 
Besides, like, Scream that made fun of all them fucking points. Yeah. But, like, beyond the, that, the, not really. The thing that, like, I, I think is most prevalent to me about this film is the fact that, like, all these women would have lived if men would have done better. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, that fucking cop who, like, oh, yeah, I, like, wrote down the phone number. Like, what does it say? Felicia. It doesn't say Felicia. Yeah. Yo, it says Felicio. Yeah, yeah. That's an exchange student. Like, why the fuck is this guy in the forest? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, if that cop would have went there right away. Yeah. And just, like, been like, okay, get out of the house so we can search. Yeah. All they needed to do was a simple welfare check on Literally, the whole like, house. What is it? Like, 40 minutes into the film, a woman has gone missing. They reported they reported phone, like, nasty phone calls to the cop. They reported her missing to the cops. Child is now missing. And it takes them, like, literally almost the entire day for all these events to be reported before they actually act. Yeah, and, and not to mention, like, the people that came to the door and said, oh, stay in your houses now and lock the doors, make sure the doors are locked, da-da-da, you know, talking to the sorority sisters, you know, because of the child that got murdered in the park. Yeah. Like, they couldn't have tributed the two together, mm-hmm. especially in a small town where they probably don't have as many fucking killings yeah. rampantly. Like, you'd think that maybe these phone calls would have something to do with it. Yep. Like, just out of an inkling of doubt, like, you check on it. Like, it just as an investigator, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then the one dude who, like... He clearly walks in, sees his girlfriend distraught and concerned, and like doesn't want to listen to her because he's more concerned with like, well, let's go get married. Don't you, don't you have an abortion? I'll make you regret it. Like he's more concerned with all that than actually like addressing her concerns. Dude, no lie, she'd be the coolest chick. Basically, on the fact of she's more worried about the future. And having an income to actually support a child later. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got big money game right there, you know? Like, that's, like, Love her. wedding material, you know? Like, if she's into it. Can't force her. that shit, yo. I'd marry her. Especially with her little accent. She's so cute, honestly. She's adorable. I'd also... Like... I honestly didn't think she was going to live at the... Uh, when I first watched it. Yeah. I thought... Uh, Margot was gonna that one uh, Kidder yeah. I thought her character was gonna be the one that's I honestly thought they'd all die especially after I heard that like she's having abortion just cause like I watched like uh, horror movies nowadays before I watched this one yeah no so my thought like okay she's sexually active she's getting an abortion two big no-nos for horror films she's dead yeah and then no, she survived exactly. and it's like this is fucking great like when I went against film. all tropes that I'm used to like I'm like fuck yeah okay yeah like I think that's another refreshing thing if you haven't seen it yet. Like I feel like the that. the most basic like thing we've always criticized any kind of horror any kind of horror slasher on whenever we've done reviews is that the cast is never likable. This is the first one where like literally every character had a redeeming quality. Yeah, dude, it's just like hanging out with your friends, literally drinking <laughs> on like. Christmas, like, and you're just getting ready for like the Christmas holiday to mm-hmm. either leave the sorority. Or, like, hang out with your sorority house because yep. you have nowhere to go because of a storm or something, yep. you know? But, like, shit gets deep right after that because yep. you're just like, fuck. That's so beautiful. This is, like, a love tale. A love tale? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, that was I think a joke. That's all the time we have. Yes, today. it is. I love you guys and girls. If, and if you have any recommendations... Else. Uh, go ahead and comment on our Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on um, iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating. Say how great we are. Say don't leave a bad one if it hurts. Um, 
Yeah, message us if there's a problem. We can change. Comment on our Facebook. Um, and, yeah, reach out to us any way you want. Yeah, we just love you in general. Like, legit. Bye. <laughs>